Don't be a hater. Be a Daniel hater. That's how I'm going to yeah. start this podcast. <laughs> Off to a good start. Nice one. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> you are the senior product manager, good sir, at cheapoair.ca. I want to thank you so much for tolerating my terrible joke and taking the time to join me today on the Fact Up podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a pleasure. I've been looking forward to doing this. Really looking forward to having the opportunity to talk with you, Jim. Thank you. And likewise, and, and for those unfamiliar with Cheapo Air, tell us about the company. Tell us what it's all about and, and what makes, you know, how does it make travel easy and affordable for people? Yeah, so Cheapo Air is an online travel agency. Um, I'm, I'm based in Toronto. We have a team based in Toronto. I'm actually in Markham. I'm actually in the office today, just as a, just as a heads up, which is something that we're, we're trying to get back into. Um, and we're sort of most importantly, we view ourselves as being the leading value-based solution for air travel. Our company heritage is in flights. Um, on top of flights, you can also book a hotel stay, you can book car rental, um, but really flights is uh, where we have our company heritage. And we, we've got to this, this position by building up relationships with airlines around the globe. We actually have direct um, relationships with over 600 airlines around the, around the globe. Um, so our real, our, our real differentiator is that we're very much a technology-based, flight-focused company, and that's our history. The company was founded in 2005, um, and we do have our offices here in, in Markham, just, uh, just north of Toronto. Um, and um, and that's, that's, really how, that's really how we view ourselves. Um, one of the other things that's really important for us also to differentiate ourselves from competitors is um, sort of call center excellence. It's one of the ways that we really view ourselves as having one of these, um, is having a call center that really offers excellent customer, offers an excellent uh, customer support and customer service to our, to our, um, to our users and to our customers. Um, so that's also something that's very, very important to us. Can you give us some examples as to, you know, when that customer service and how powerful it is, you know, can you give us uh, examples. If I'm in a jam, let's say in Dubai, or if I'm if I'm somewhere in Bangkok and I'm I'm having troubles with a flight, what does that customer service look like? Yeah. So lots of lots of companies, and you know we also do some of this, but lots of companies these days really want all of that conversation to happen online, which is great, and we do support that. So if if you have an issue, if you're traveling and you have an issue, you can reach out to us obviously by email. We have a, uh, a chat box and we have inline chat built onto the website. So if you prefer to, to type out on your phone or on your computer, you can do that. But really what we found with our customers, and this is very specific to our customers and our user base, is that people also want to have a phone number that's very easy uh, that they can call. It's a local number, obviously, within Canada. If you're abroad, you can also, you can also dial the number. There's another way to do it. Uh, but having a phone number that people can reach us on so that, uh, so that our customers can speak to a human, get direct support if they have an issue, or also if they need to make a booking. Lots of people maybe have, um, maybe they're traveling in groups, or maybe they have different travel arrangements that they want to be able to discuss with someone over the phone before they go ahead and make their booking. We really provide for that, and we're really proud of that. So we, we very much uh, view that as being something that helps us differentiate from competitors and that we're really, we're really proud of. You know, I find that, and I'll speak personally, customer service has, has uh, plummeted. Uh, you know, generally speaking, people don't care as much. Um, they don't want to take the time to care as much, and they take a lot of shortcuts. Um, I, I can tell from your tone and from, you know, experience that uh, customers who deal with cheap aware and who go through you, um, it's, it's nothing but for, you know, five-star reviews. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
it's that's that's what we're aiming for. That's what we try to achieve. Obviously, it's difficult very much for anyone in the travel industry for the past two years through the pandemic because of cancellations, because of changing changing travel plans, um, people wanting to use credit from past bookings on new bookings. There are a lot there are lots a lot more calls that are happening. Call volumes and contact volumes are very hard. But we really strive to offer excellent customer experience, whether it's by email, through chat, and then particularly over the phone. Um, so we, we, we try our best. It's amazing, right? We've gone digital, but we still love that phone call. Yes, for right. sure. Well, you know, Cheap Aware, you guys recently made the headlines uh, for a recent survey that was geared towards uh, travelers in Ontario, Canada, uh, in an effort to, you know, better understand the perception of the new staycation tax credit. Uh, the survey discovered, yeah, and, and what amazed me, first of all, is that 66% of respondents, two-thirds, uh, weren't even aware of the tax credit. I guess my first question is, what is <laughs> this staycation tax credit? Yeah, this, this is something that we were really, I, I found out about it myself because I do a lot of research about the travel industry, obviously, as part of my, as part of my job. And so started to started to read about this myself in January. And just asking friends and family in, you know, anecdotally within sort of my own friends and family circle about awareness of this didn't seem very high. And so we really think it's an important thing. We wanted to ask our customers, are you aware of this? And if you are aware of it, how are you planning to use it? Um, and also just sort of to cover the basics, the, the Ontario Staycation Tax Credit, it is a really interesting and really supportive initiative that was announced, announced earlier in the year that's really there to encourage Ontario families to explore, explore the province, um, help tourism, help the hospitality industry, help these sectors recover because they've obviously had a very, very difficult time throughout the pandemic. Um, and so Ontario residents can claim up to 20% of their eligible um, accommodation expenses in 2022. So for example, if, you're, if you live in Ontario and you have a cost within Ontario to stay at a hotel or a cottage or a campground, um, when you're filling in your uh, tax return, then you can um, claim back up to $200 as an individual or up to $400 as a family. So it's, really, it's, a, it's a really great way for people in Ontario to save money, to support the hospitality sector within, within Ontario. This thing we started to, to hear about ourselves in the industry in January and decided that it would be interesting and really informative for us to learn a bit more about how our customers on cheapaware.ca had understood it, were they aware of it, and how did they plan to use it. And you're really paying it forward, right? You're, you're, you're investing now and you're getting money back to reinvest in Ontario tourism if you choose to do so at a later time as well. So it's win, win, win for everybody, short and long term, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think maybe a, a bit more needs to be done to raise awareness levels. So as you mentioned at the top there, one of the, one of the really surprising things we found was that over 66% of respondents to this survey that we ran on our website, we ran it for about two weeks back in January, over 66% of respondents were not aware of the Ontario staycation tax credit. So just didn't know that it existed. Um, so we also kind of then thought, well, we should do our part in terms of trying to raise awareness. And that's also something we were trying to accomplish through running, through running the survey. I'm not faulting people. There's a lot of information out there, but why, why in your opinion, wasn't it promoted more from the get-go? It's hard to say. I'm not really in a position to say why it wasn't promoted more. I would, I would love for it to be promoted more. Maybe also because, maybe also because people, in, uh, people in Canada don't always think about traveling domestically and having a holiday within Ontario or somewhere else in Canada. 
maybe that's something also that's not necessarily top of mind for a lot of for a lot of travelers though as, as we saw in some of the results that may not necessarily be true um, I think really it's just something that um, that should be talked about a bit more widely maybe given a bit more publicity by the uh, by, by the Ontario government so we talked about hotels. Is it just hotels? So if I'm traveling, let's say from Toronto to Thunder Bay or Toronto to Ottawa, Ottawa, Thunder Bay, whatever, and I'm staying at a hotel, it's just hotels and claimed up to 200 bucks, right? It's accommodation. It's accommodation. And so the full terms are available on the, on the Ontario website. And I could, I could provide you with the link to that where it really has all of the terms and conditions, but it's stated as accommodation. And the examples they give are hotels, campsites, cottages, uh, again, for the full terms and conditions, you'd have to check the Ontario website, but it's sure. accommodation generally. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if they added a, uh, a gas credit to that because gas prices are, are, are getting up there across the country. And, and, Absolutely. and I'll be honest with you, as a road trip warrior myself, it's, it's really, um, it's hindering my motivation to travel uh, yeah. by, by road because gas prices are a buck 55, buck 62 uh, per liter. Um, you think you know, twice. You definitely think twice. I was traveling this weekend and had a bit of a long drive to go up north, north of the city. And when you see that dollar fifty uh, per liter tax price, it is uh, it's very very expensive, and it does make you think twice about whether you should go for that two and a half hour, three hour drive to to get away. Yeah, and and we'd love to promote. I'd love to go to the small bakeries on the way up north, or up uh, you know out east, or down west, or wherever direction I happen to want to go. I'd love to support the little guy, stay in the little hotels and and B and Bs and whatnot, but. Man, oh man, make it make it a little bit more conducive to the gas prices. That's uh, that's a sixty seventy dollar tank of gas now, depending on the car you drive. But no, anyway, totally yeah. it's it's a lot of griping. It's I don't want to do griping. I guess my second question with the tax credit, Daniel, is: Were you surprised that over sixty six percent of respondents uh, didn't even know about it? Very surprised, very surprised. And so we also need to think about as, a, as an online travel agency, what can we do to raise awareness about this? Because we do think it's a really interesting program and it's a great way for people to save money. So we also have our part to play and we're thinking about ways internally that we can try to raise awareness among our customer base of this, this really interesting program. Well, you know, your first step was the survey and I, I, I think it raised a lot of eyebrows and it intrigued a lot of people to learn more about it. I guess my third question, are you surprised that only a quarter 25% said that they would actually claim it. So yeah, I think when you sort of when you 66% not aware, um, but there were some people who were aware. And when you dive into that group of people who were aware of the tax credit, we actually saw that more than 55% in total. So if you look at the people who were stated that they were either likely or highly likely, it comes to 55%. 55% of people said they were either likely or highly likely to go on and use the program and claim the tax credit. Um, and I think that's probably back to what we were discussing earlier around people really should think more about having a holiday within, within Ontario. There are lots of beautiful places to travel to. Um, if you want to go up north of, if you're based in Toronto and you want to go up north to the to cottage country, um, lots of beautiful places in the, in the northern parts of the province, down to Niagara Falls for a, for a weekend, why not? There are lots of, lots of really interesting things to do that people, um, that people can, can, can think about and maybe have that as their next, uh, their next holiday plan. Do you think COVID made the staycation cool again? Um, so when we, this was one of the questions that we asked to our customers. So we, we also did want to understand beyond how do you plan, you know, if you're aware of it, how do you plan to use it? But then also what are your travel related concerns and exposure to COVID-19, not very surprising. That was very, very high on the list. I think around 35% of our respondents said that that was their, their top concern was exposure to COVID-19. Um, so that's definitely still top of mind. We are seeing some internationally sort of 
outside of Ontario, outside of Canada. We are seeing more, more destinations opening up and uh, reducing the restrictions that are in place regarding COVID-19, which is, which is great to see if you're a traveler. But that I think still very much today is something that's top of mind for travelers. And that's definitely a concern. Domestic travel within Canada is still the, the, the lion's share of what, um, what we see our customers booking today, um, though international travel is growing. And you're seeing with, dest with destinations, um, I think the European Union announced something just today actually uh, about travel to Europe, but also last week there were some announcements out of Vietnam, Southeast Asia, Nordic countries, Australia, Israel. Lots of countries in the past few weeks are making announcements about either opening to tourism for the first time in a long time, or removing or reducing restrictions that were previously in place. And we see that in our activity, yes. Right. Yeah. Where do you find more of the activity and, and desire of destination these days domestically? Is it, is it more the traditional places of, you know, the, 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 the Montreal's, the Quebec's, maybe the Toronto's and Vancouver's? Or is it more, uh, you know, more on a remote level, maybe Yukon, uh, you know, Manitoba, even Newfoundland? Yeah, we, we honestly, we don't see a lot of that. We see a lot of probably what you would expect. So Toronto to Calgary, Toronto to Vancouver, Toronto to Montreal, really travel between the main uh, main large population cities uh, within Canada is what is what we see domestically. Um, and then internationally, so obviously domestic travel is huge and it has been for most of the pandemic and it will continue to be. Uh, but outside of domestic, outside of Canada, travel to the US is, 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 is obviously very, very large as a destination for travelers. Um, here in Canada, but also Mexico, um, the Philippines, India, lots of other destinations as well, but pri primarily Canada and the U.S., um, and then within Canada, primarily the, the, the large cities. Do you get any feedback from customers as to what type of vacations they're looking for these days? Absolutely, and actually one of the, uh, one of the interesting questions that we um, put into our survey, the, the staycation survey, was understanding if you are interested in it, and again, around 55% of respondents who are aware of it said they were interested in, in, in or sorry, were likely to use it. Um, one of the categories that, um, one of the, tra the travel categories that was very, very popular among people who responded was um, adventure and excitement. And I think this really reflects probably the lifestyle of a lot of people for the past two years, which is obviously stay at home, right. lockdown restrictions, not being able to get outside and do things. And I was particularly surprised to see um, adventure and excitement being voted for in January and February, where the when the weather here in Ontario is not necessarily um, the easiest to, to to get outside, right? So I think half of all of our Ontario respondents expressed an interest in going on an outdoor adventure style trip, and over a third, so around 33%, were interested in exploring family theme parks. So adventure, excitement, um, adrenaline rush, that kind of thing, is definitely looked like a popular trend uh, for people who responded to the survey. Kind of uh, leaning more towards, I wouldn't say bucket list, but a little bit more towards that where you're kind of pushing the personal envelope and kind absolutely. of getting out, outside of your kind of horizons, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and another interesting finding, and I think you referred to this actually just a, a few minutes ago, was Canadians and Ontario residents continue very much to be, to be these road warriors. So despite the, the gas prices right now, uh, a majority of respondents, I think it was just over 60%, said that they would prioritize travel using their own personal vehicle or a, uh, a vehicle that they own, their own, their own private vehicle, probably ahead of, and, and that was ahead of air, ahead of rented vehicles, ahead of rail. Um, so there's probably that Canadian attitude to wanting to, to be able to have your own freedom and use your, use your own car, along with sort of the, the, the COVID, the COVID aspect, aspect to it as well.
And yeah, let me clarify as a road warrior, I totally agree with that. And, and yes, gas prices are, are, are terribly high and higher, higher than we'd like them to be. And yes, I'll think twice, but I won't, I won't think three times. (laughs) I'm probably going to pack the car up with supplies and head somewhere. Uh, (laughs) That's in, that's in my DNA, but yes, COVID kind of amplified that, that uh, feeling of, of getting out there again and breathing in that air, taking in that hike and, and doing it safely. Absolutely. Daniel, 10, 10 questions. We're going to get into some rapid fire here. I don't want to put you on okay. the spot. There's nothing rapid about this. Please take your time. Sure. All right. My first question, describe your travel style in three words. Oh, in three words. Um, I'm going to go back to what I was just talking about, but this is really true for myself is adventure. I love adventure style holidays. Um, I like very much sort of impromptu discoveries and not really booking a lot before I go away. Typically, I would just book the flights and then go to the destination and find a hotel when I'm there. Find there you go. When I'm there. There you uh, go. Yep. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy that type of trip. I've obviously not been able to do that for a few years, so I'm looking forward to when I can do that next. Um, but definitely adventure. Um, food is really important uh, and something I really enjoy when I'm traveling. Uh, I traveled to Mexico. This was years ago. This was five or six years ago and loved the country, loved the cities that I visited, loved the people, but the, also the food was fantastic. Um, and, and also some relaxation. Like I like, uh, you know, I'm very happy to sort of go off the beaten track and have a bit of an adventure and discovery, but then also a day or two at the end, if I'm just relaxing by the beach also is very, very welcome. So a combination of all of those things kind of describes my, uh, my approach to travel. That's a great travel style. Don't you love when you just uh, have no idea where you're going to sleep that night? Absolutely. I, oh. I, 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 like to, I like to do some research about what I want to see in the country. And obviously I'll book flights and the, you know, that's actually sometimes book just the flights and then a bit of research about what I want to see. But then having that flexibility, maybe you want to stay a day or two longer somewhere. You don't want to be in a rush to leave. Having that flexibility, I really, really enjoy. You know, you realize that's not for everybody. That takes a lot of balls, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, and, and I think it depends where you travel to. Some countries make that, in some countries, that's very easy. In other countries, maybe it's a bit more difficult, but um, right. yeah. Right. Your favorite travel-themed movie? My favorite travel-themed movie. I watched, um, I watched uh, Snakes on a Plane. This was probably <laughs> about a year ago, and I found that hilarious. Um, airplane, this, this is going back a few years, but airplane is, uh, is one of my favorite comedies. I love that one. Those are both plain themes. So those, uh, those should be good. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, what's one place in the world that made an emotional impact on you? Um, that's a good question. I, I would probably go back to the trip that I did to Mexico. This was five or six years ago. Um, traveled into Mexico City and had a few days in Mexico City and then spent almost two weeks east of there in the Yucatan province um, and loved it. Um, I felt like I was in an Indiana Jones movie every day, discovering these ruins that are kind of half hidden in the jungle and the wildlife and the archaeology and, as I mentioned earlier, the people and the food. Um, I loved everything about that trip and I can't wait, to, can't wait to go back to discover a different part of the country. You're oozing you're oozing adventure, Daniel. Oozing. <laughs> <laughs> What's something you could eat every day? Hmm. Um, I don't know if there's something I'd want to eat every day. Well, I'm trying to think of I in terms, I don't know if there's something I could eat every day. I'm trying to think of another way to answer that. I 
one thing I loved, I, so the, the last trip that I did before COVID and before the lockdown and restrictions, I went to Japan for two weeks. Uh, this is obviously a few years ago. And I had always, I love sushi. And I had always wanted to try those things that you've probably seen on the movies and seen on TV, which is like the conveyor belt with yeah. the sushi arrives and you just take off. There's this food that's constantly coming past you and you just take off what you want. That was really fun. I love sushi. I'd love to be able to try something like that again. That's awesome. On the flip side, what irritates you the most about travel? Um, I don't, I, I like being at the destination. I don't always enjoy the, um, the waiting around. Um, sometimes on these, on these travels, on, on the type of trip that I like to do where I'm not booking, a thing, booking things a lot well ahead of time, it can mean that you're spending a lot of time on the ground trying to organize things. And again, this depends on the country that you travel to, but I've had the experience in the past where I didn't book a lot before I went out and then found that I was spending half of my time just trying to organize travel and not actually enjoying being where I was. That was kind of frustrating. Maybe I should have done a bit more research about that destination before I went, but that's a learning for next time. So, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably, there. that's probably one thing. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. What's on your road trip mixtape? Um, I, I think I do the same thing that a lot of people do. So before I travel, I'll download playlists or download albums so that I'm not streaming them so that I'm not using data when I'm abroad. I download them onto my phone. Um, Radiohead's probably my favorite band. So I'll download a few Radiohead albums. Um, REM, I love lots of nineties stuff. Nineties rock is typically my thing. Right. So REM, Radiohead, Pearl Jam, um, that type of music. Oasis as well from the UK, really like them. Um, that type of thing. You'd be fun to travel on the road with, man. I get that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you do to immerse yourself in a moment while you're abroad? I, I really like to, I'm trying to think how best to answer that. Before, I, I like to, before I go traveling, I like to do a lot of research about the places that I want to experience. And so I'll do research online through blogs, more and more through YouTube, because there's so much amazing travel content on YouTube, um, through podcasts. But I also try to pick up some, some, some books, some novels of people who have done travel or who are talking about the country that I'm traveling in or people who are authors who are from the travel that I'm going to and trying to build up a sense of what I want to experience when I'm there. Um, that's very, very important to me. And then just being spontaneous, um, seizing the moment, really not feeling as though I'm in a rush. That's one thing that I've learned is that when you travel somewhere, maybe you're only gonna travel to Japan once in your lifetime. And so when you go there and you've got a week or two, you wanna see everything, but you can't see everything. It's such a big country. And so trying to find a way to be happy with maybe just seeing two or three things, but getting deeper into it and, 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 and getting, having that sort of deeper connection with it is definitely something that I've learned as well. I'm not sure if that exactly answers what totally. you were asking, but um, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Instead of rushing around, you immerse yourself everywhere you go and you enjoy what, you, what you're doing as opposed to rushing to get to the next thing. Exactly. Right? You're not living in the past. You're not living in the, in the future, yeah. right? What does travel mean to you? Travel to me means discovery and meeting people and trying new things and sort of broadening your horizons and thinking of things in a different way. Um, and it means leisure and, uh, and, and sort of doing things that you enjoy. I enjoy food, I enjoy adventure. And so I find those things in travel. Um, that's, what, that's what travel means to me. What life lesson has travel taught you? Mm, to travel regularly, to travel at every, every opportunity, um, to, 
to really think about um, the destinations that are that are interesting to me and why they're interesting to me and what it is that I want to see when I go somewhere. So that sort of preparation side to it. And again, sort of I've mentioned this already, but also understanding how I enjoy travel. So the spontaneous side, the adventure side, making sure that I, I have those 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 um, that I that I build that into the way that I travel. You know, we just met Daniel, but you could have been anything in the world. You could have been an accountant. You could have been a doctor. You could have been anything. Why are you in the travel industry? Because I love travel. Um, because I love helping people who also love travel to book their own travel. And that's really, as a product manager, that's my role is to understand who are our customers, who are our users, specific to CheapAware, um, which may be different to other travel agencies, and helping them accomplish their travel goals, whether it's finding a great destination, finding a great accommodation, a hotel, um, giving them ideas for activities, really helping our customers find the travel that's right for them and then make that booking very easy for them and then support them through the travel as well. Um, I've been through that dozens of times myself. I wanted to be able to help other people accomplish that themselves and that's really what I find rewarding in this, um, in this, uh, in this role. Beautifully said. Daniel Hader, Senior Product Manager at CheapAware.ca. I want to thank you so much for taking the time today, good sir, to join me on the Fact Up podcast. I, I cherish the time we had together, and, and I wish you nothing but uh, continued health and, and success and safe travels to you and yours uh, down the road. Thank you very much. I appreciated it, too. Really enjoyed the chat today. Thank you, Jim. Cheers, and stay well. Thank you. You, too.